Tiger's got 152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Tournament predictions and conversation on all the storylines across the PGA Tour. This is On the Green, WFUV's exclusive golf podcast. The U.S. Open is over. Wyndham Clark gets his first major title as a tour member, and we are back. For On the Green, a WFUV sports podcast. Hi, my name is Will Talent, and I'm joined with just Riley Lucas this week. No Chris Carino, but Riley and I will have you covered for this last week of golf with the U.S. Open wrapping up and then the Travelers Championship this weekend over in Cromwell, Connecticut. Before we get into all the action, though, Riley, how's it going? I'm good. It is a beautiful Saturday morning. We're coming off of a great tournament last week, a surprising tournament if you were shooting for Ricky Fowler. So we got some stuff to talk about and I'm excited. So, you know, let's get into it. Beautiful in Atlanta. Pretty rainy up here in New Jersey, but the power of Zoom. We yeah, come I'm together and we can talk here, some golf. Yeah, you're getting the sun. I could see. <laughs> so let, let's get right into it, Riley. Wyndham Clark. I mean, that was just, that was awesome. I, I'd call it a monumental win. Uh, as for Ricky Fowler, you mentioned him just before, uh, kind of something that we, we've seen before. He was leading for most of that, that uh, mm-hmm. tournament and comes up just short. He comes up just short to his buddy. So I just I thought it was a great tournament overall. I, I, know, I know Ricky didn't win, but uh, Wyndham won. It was, just, it was yeah. just so great to watch. No, I mean, it was, I felt really bad to see that for Ricky. I think that he was coming out of a huge, terrible slump. He still did impressive. I think that's pulling him out of the depths of that slump. But uh, I was really hoping this would be the start of something new for him. So, you know, he just didn't have the firepower. And I mean, obviously his ball striking, which is normally his strength, was not very good that day um, on that final round. But Wyndham was just so so impressive and I mean well deserved with all he's been through in his life story and just that what was it like a I believe it was a 60 foot putt on the 18th hole to clinch the title it was just like a fairy tale it was was deep it was really deep it was the perfect way to to win that tournament honestly I love that very poetic and you and you bring up his story you know Wyndham Clark he loses his mom in a battle with breast cancer in 2013 she was a huge inspiration to him just overall and and for his golfing journey as well, he transferred colleges. That's actually where he met Ricky Fowler. Was uh, was in college when he was Oregon at Oklahoma boys. State. That's right. And <laughs> then Wyndham transferred to Oregon, which really kind of helped him, you know, get back on his feet in terms yeah. of golf. And uh, he's had some some pro struggles. You know, both him and Fowler, younger guys on the tour. But for Clark, some struggles. He's missed 24 cuts over the span of 2019 to to 2020, and then 2020 to 2021. So. He has definitely bounced from those 
uh, three to four years later. And like his first PGA Tour title was actually the Wells Fargo Championship. But this, his first major. So a huge, huge win from Wyndham Clark. He had one, uh, he had a, uh, excuse me, he was uh, 10 under. And uh, he beats the name, the likes of Rick, um, Rory McIlroy. The tremendous iron game from Wyndham Clark. That is what really brought him over the top. You know, you mentioned the putt at the end to clinch it there, Riley. But his his game in the fairway. And then sometimes when he was in the rough, I believe he was on, what was it, um, 17? And he had this beautiful shot. I think it was 17. One of the par threes over at L- LACC. And he was in a fescue. And he just puts it right to the left of the green. It was just a tremendous shot. So his iron game is something I want to point out as uh, something that really propelled him to this title. Yeah, I mean, it was really impressive. And I noticed that he did say after that, all the years leading up to this, he's always been told, you know, you have a great shot. You have a great shot. You don't need to work on that. And he really just didn't know what the issue was. He made a statement saying, you know, I never knew where the ball was going. My shot may have been, might've been beautiful on paper and was perfect, but I really just need to wipe the whiteboard clean and just have a fresh start and just really attack this from a different angle and just basically start from square one. And he really did that this tournament. I think he really broke down the fundamentals. And like you said, it was just beautiful. It was just something we haven't seen out of him before. And, you know, in our last episode, you mentioned his swing and his mechanics, and you're talking about it now. One thing that I thought was very interesting, and you don't see it, it's actually Itzne, really, on the tour. Um, he ditched a swing coach. Everyone usually has a swing coach, and he just kind of was like, I'll figure it out. And yeah. we, uh, you know, I can't, you know, he just, um, his swing, like you mentioned, it's, it's, very, it's very sound. He does a very nice job, and that's with no coach. He's just figured it out on his own. And he's obviously very, very much turned a corner in terms of play. Um, it, it was just a great, great overall showing. Now for his play in general, on that par five eighth, barely missed the green on the second shot. And he lodged the shot on the back of the Barranca. He sort of whiffed his first shot landing on the green of that hole. And he followed a bogey on that eighth with a par, with a par on a par three ninth. Tough shot, it was the ninth. It wasn't the 17th. That was from the fescue. And then he hit the left of the green. So one thing, too, that that I think really, really contributed to his win, especially on Saturday, his bounce-back capabilities. He played on a final pairing of a major for the first time. He birdied the 13th, and he settled for a good bogey on the 17th, and then a birdie on the 18th. So just like... Bouncing back is was the kind of story for Wyndham Clark, and he's mm-hmm. just he. It's something so pivotal in golf. If you want to stay afloat, if you want to continue to win, you need to bounce back. So yeah. sometimes a bogey, you know, a good bogey if you're not shooting shooting well, is all right. And then you know you see what Wyndham Clark's done: get a bogey here, then a par, and then a birdie. So you just kind of dig yourself out of the trenches a little bit. Yeah, I mean, those final moments, they're nerve-wracking. And I was really nervous for him at one point because, like you kind of mentioned there, is that, like, five of his tee shots, I believe, you know, he pulled to the left during that, uh, I think it was, like you said, the nine. Yeah, during the back nine. Yeah. He pulled, Mm -hmm. like, five of them to the left. So I was starting to get a little nervous because he was giving, basically, Rory a chance to come up and clinch that title spot. But no, he, like you said, he bounced back perfectly. And that's so important in those final rounds. And with golf, it's so easy to slip in the last couple seconds. And he didn't Definitely. do that. Yeah, so Definitely. Really That's a great win for him. 
that's kind of a Ricky's problem is, mm-hmm. is slipping in those last, in those pivotal moments. Ricky, you know, had that lead. He had that advantage for quite some time and then he just couldn't pull it all together. And that's kind of been his story, like we've been saying, but like we said too, younger golfer, definitely he's been in the, he's been a big name now for a little bit. So he'll get his, just yeah. hasn't happened yet. It was just, yeah, it was hard because, you know, I was very adamant about where I made a, a huge point to say I'm pulling for Ricky. I just thought it was well-deserved and he really was hanging on strong those first couple rounds. And, you know, I, I knew Wyndham Clark had a chance. We did talk about that a lot last week, but I really thought this was Ricky's year. So to see it wasn't, like I said, I mean, his ball striking, which is normally his strong suit, was definitely really poor and hard to watch, especially in that final round. And he only hit half the greens, you know, despite being really well positioned on those holes. So it just was really painful to watch because it was almost, he almost had it. But I think this at least is the start to him climbing back, you know, out of the depths of the slump and hopefully into a better position. And and for Ricky, it's just about being consistent. You know, he obviously he couldn't close the door now, but mm-hmm. if you just keep playing like he did, um, eventually something is going to fall your way. That's just how golf is. Eventually yeah. it will go your way. And most of the time it won't. And that's exactly how golf is. But if you can just keep playing like Ricky does, uh, eventually good things will happen. But for Wyndham Clark, one really impressive shot in the par 514th, a 280-yard second shot from the fairway. It set up a two-putt birdie. He called it the shot of the week for him. That really, really helped, obviously, put him forward that gave him a three stroke cushion with four holes to play and he then finished the week second in strokes gained off the tee fourth in strokes gained putting and then seventh in strokes gained in the short game so definitely up in the leaderboard mm-hmm. for those kind those kind of shots that will win you tournaments chips and putts that's how that's how golf is if you can nail down your green work, just getting it there is all you need to do. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you need you need those chips and you need those putts. And Wyndham Clark definitely helped his case there. Yeah, that short game always comes into play way more than the long game. And that's something I even have personally learned the hard way. So I'm sure these guys have grasped that. You know, if I had to learn how to play golf again, I would start with chips and putts. It, it's just the driver as long as you can get it off the tee box, um, you're going to be fine. Just get it off the tee box, but you can do that less. That's how Tiger Woods eventually uh, learned his game. You start mm-hmm. at the green because that is what's going to save you the most strokes. So, I mean, you look at just re- a regular, you know, a- average, average golfers, uh, they start with um, the tee box, but mm-hmm. That's just not where the strokes are going to come off. They're not going to come off of oh back there. They're going to come up at the top. They're going to come off at the top. So Wyndham Clark, he is the fifth consecutive winner of the U.S. Open to make the championship his first major victory. So Wyndham Clark, great story. It was a great weekend. But talk a little bit about Ricky Fowler-Riley. Tied for fifth. Um excuse me, five under after leading a majority of the tournament. But a guy that I really want to mention because he was ahead of everybody by multiple strokes too in the beginning. And that's Xander Schauffele. He ended up finishing tied for 10th. He was three under, also having an early lead, like I said, but the 
earliest lead. He was about, I think it was eight or nine under after Thursday on that first day and ended up finishing tied for 10th. What do we make and what can we say of Xander Shotfly? Well, here we have, Will. We have this just in. We have our very own WFUV, Chris Carino. Here he is. Yes. So let's get some Chris Carino here. All right, Chris, we already got some big questions for you. <laughs> All right, shoot. All right, here, Will, have you hit him with that one. So, Chris, we we talked about Wyndham Clark a little bit before. So I want to hear your overall thoughts. The guy, great journey, played obviously very well. He won the whole thing, but he played very well around the green. What was it for you that you saw that really took this title home for Wyndham Clark? Well, I think, well, Riley kind of had it really right on Saturday. I mean, I think that was, that was Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, technique is obviously something that carries Wyndham just throughout his career and the technique kind of stayed consistent throughout that last round. I think he got a little help from Ricky. I think if Ricky played a better round and Ricky was at top of his game, maybe playing at some of the high points he had played in that tournament, then maybe Wyndham would have been sweating a little bit more, but just consistency would be kind of the word that I would kind of describe to kind of, amalgamate all the success Wyndham's having, especially recently, but mostly with this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree right there. 100% everything you just said, Chris, as well as what you were saying previously, Will, about how he just has the ability to bounce back. He didn't let those, you know, left-going shots bring him down. You know, easily Rory could have jumped in there, but he didn't let that happen. I think that's so important. And then that iron work as well. It was just a beautiful thing to watch. And Chris, we were talking about Ricky Fowler. Obviously, has he's had trouble closing the door in big tournaments uh he he finishes tied for fifth five under after leading for a majority of the way what is it with ricky that he just can't you know close close it up cannot get the job done um i feel like with ricky a lot individually it's not a ton of an issue i feel like it's the field around him a lot of the time and it's just not really his opportunity i do feel like you know Wyndham really you know kept his eye on the prize here i mean i didn't i'm not going to say ricky you know mentally anything happened or anything like that because i think obviously there's some sort of dedication after all of his years and all the torment he's been through but i definitely think that it's just it, it maybe it's i don't know what it is i mean i've watched him so many times get so close you know and it doesn't seem like it's anything logical it doesn't seem like it's anything necessarily he can be working on it seems just i don't know as a ricky fan it seems very hopeless at this point I believe he well, did still set a U.S. Open record, so at least he could walk away with something. <laughs> Not there's too a little accolade yeah. there. You know, it shows how it shows how it shows it kind of a it's kind of a good, as I said before, amalgamation of his kind of career. You know, he set a record, he still sure. can't get the goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. It, and we were talking. Me and Riley were talking before Chris. It, it just comes down to consistency. He just needs to stay consistent because it's not like he's playing bad golf. He just can't close the door. So if he can stay consistent, this game is never forgiving. But if you can keep playing the game that Ricky Fowler's playing, eventually something will go his way. But I like what you said that at the end there, Chris. The field around him does not make it very easy for him. So if he can just stay consistent and keep having like those Thursday, those Thursday and Friday rounds like he did this weekend, but do it for the whole way, he'll be fine. He just needs to find that rhythm. So speaking of rhythm, a guy that really had a rhythm on Thursday of the U.S. Open, he was under, he was eight under, way in the lead. 
And he finishes tied for 10th, only three under, could not really figure it out on Friday through the rest of the tournament. And that's Xander Schauffele. I mean, this guy was leading and big, and he only finishes tied for 10th. So I'll start with you, Riley, and then we'll go to Chris. Xander, what what went wrong? What what happened? How did he fall so far down? And what does he need to do to pick himself up? Because before before you say anything there, Riley, he's he's jumped in the Travelers Championship a nice amount. So he's bounced back a little bit there. But for this US Open, it was just shocking that mm-hmm. he just kind of fell off a cliff after Thursday. Yeah, I think it just ties back to what we were saying about everything else. It's just that consistency with golf. It's so important to carry through all the days. You know, you can't just have one great, you know, in other sports, you just have one great game. Good for you. You guys win, but that's not how it is with golf. You have to have that consistency go all throughout the days. And I just didn't think he had that. And that was hard to watch as well. But I'm really hoping, you know, I'm pulling for him in this Travelers. I really am. I just think that he has a shot. He's currently eight under. I mean, he's finished in the top 20 in the last nine starts. So he's on the right path. So uh, he's climbing up in the leaderboards this tournament, and it's really rare to see someone have a repeat win. I know he won last year, and he really knows his course, so I'm hoping that happens. Uh, Yeah, I don't ever count out Scotty of any tournament really on the calendar. I I mean, he's absolutely world-class. It's been kind of known, I mean, kind of for a while now. I mean, that consistency that we kind of talk about with Clark, I feel like um, he kind of has a lot of that. I kind of see that, that consistency. I mean, we're talking about, him falling off a cliff in the U.S. Open, he finished seven under, you know, I mean, that's not a crazy um, fall from grace in that tournament, and he even kind of ended it with grace and some more consistency, um, and I feel like this is no different, I feel like this Travelers Championship, he always kind of has uh, a, what would I call it, a, a knife in the ring, or a, what would you call that, what was that, what's that analogy, a hat in the ring, a hat in the ring, I always feel like Kind of, especially with these tournaments, not the majors, and kind of these one-offs like the Travelers Championship, especially as Riley's saying, with his victory last year, um, I feel like he's always in the running, and I feel like this is no different, especially with how that U.S. Open ended, and I think that was definitely his to win just as much as it was Wyndham's or Ricky's or any of those, especially any of them, really. I think it was just as his to win, and I think this Travelers is no different. Yeah, the U.S. Open, the top five right now Wyndham Rory you know we can get into Rory a little bit but he kind of played like Rory would play he you know he didn't he didn't quite you know win it obviously he was just the stroke behind Wyndham Clark but another strong showing from him Scotty at minus uh, uh, seven under um Cam Smith six under Tommy Fleetwood Minwoo Lee and then Ricky but then Xander really just I, it was just shocking. It was shocking that yeah. all of these guys passed him up uh, after that that Thursday showing. You know, he's he's down there with Dustin Johnson, who didn't have the best of tournaments. Same with John Rahm, who we will get into for the Travelers in just a minute. He just missed the cut in the Travelers Championship. The guy, the Masters winner for this year, very very surprising. But once again, that's just yeah. golf. That that's just golf. Sometimes you just don't have it. Sometimes you have it all. Yeah. So nice to say. But one thing I really, you know, I'm sorry to jump in here one more time, but I think the biggest thing for me with Xander is too is that we just previously mentioned how short game is so important. And I feel like he's one of those guys that typically hits a lot of good shots and just nails the greens. And he's one of the better putters. So for him to fall off like that, it was just hard. It was hard. Yeah. 
it, it just like we were just saying before, Riley, that's where you get those strokes. That's mm -hmm. where you get those low scores. If you could figure it out there. And like we were saying too, that's where Wyndham Clark pretty much won. He was in the top 10, top five to top 10 in the categories that you want to be in, in terms of short game. And that is what brought him home the U S open. So I think that's going to wrap up the U S open talk. It was a great weekend. We have another, it's not a big major, but the Travelers Championship kicked off on Thursday. We're two days in now at TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. Now, the big notable for this tournament, at least on Thursday, he has now he now has someone with him. That's Denny McCarthy. 15 under, he was 10 under to start on Thursday. And Keegan Bradley shot a 62 and a 63 yesterday Denny Denny McCarthy a 60 in round one that was unbelievable a 60 in round one and then a 65 still good but a 65 to go five under 10 uh he's now it's tied with Keegan Bradley who has remained pretty uh, very consistent so fifth the leaders 15 under what we'll st I'll start with you, Chris. What um, what how what are our general thoughts about this this championship about this this um this weekend with Denny McCarthy, Keegan Bradley, and then we'll get into the the big names that were in the U.S. Open and how they're playing. But the two leaders, both fifteen under, how are we feeling? Um, Denny, obviously that that's sixty in round one. That's extremely impressive just by itself, just as a feat. I mean especially this course isn't necessarily forgiving in any way. It's not necessarily a walk in the park. And I feel like a 60 is pretty ridiculous. And then to match it with the 65, I feel like a 60 rounds almost dramatically in the other direction. You would think that he can't keep that kind of consistency in a round two, but he is. So I feel like he absolutely deserves to have that number one spot. Um, yeah, but we're just kind of looking at this leaderboard. I mean, the top five, everyone's 10 under. I mean, it's a pretty exciting field. I mean, obviously, um, Will kind of just brought up uh, Rom for like a second there and missing the cut. And I think his situation's super interesting. I feel like maybe he's getting affected by this um, live situation, maybe more than the others and maybe just uh, affected by the social, the social aspect of golf and where it's at right now. Um, and maybe that's kind of what is affecting him, but I don't really know. Um, I do know McCarthy's having a great round. Um, and I do think a guy like uh, Xander, as we were just talking about him, is the kind of guy who can move up uh, from that 10th spot he's currently sitting in and uh, kind of have some fun around that top three and maybe even come out with a victory. He would be kind of my dark horse. Um, but yeah, it's a super interesting, um, obviously, leaderboard in this Travelers Championship and a lot of guys playing some really great golf. Yeah, I mean... We see who's at the top, but we've learned the hard way over and over and over again that, you know, there's no guarantee there. So I don't want to, you know, impress with their playing time, but I'm still going with Xander. I really am. I think he's climbed, what, 36 spots? Like yeah, that 36. On up and up. And I just think that he can, in a sense, redeem himself from the U.S. Open, which is something he really needs to do. And, you know, when it comes to putting, he does. I mean, he is one of the better putters on tour. And I could just see him, um, you know, nailing that and clinching that in that final round to really ease that. That short game is always so important. And even Rory, I mean, Rory's, I'm looking right now, he's climbed 36 spots as well. So it still really is at that point where it could be anyone's game. I mean, the leader is down, uh, they're 15 under. Uh, Rory and Xander are both eight under. I mean, everything, anything's possible. You just never know.
and I'm not familiar with the course, so I can't really say much about, you know, the playing styles and how they're going to go on this course. I don't know much. I do, you know, me and Will, we're talking before this, we mentioned, we know it's in Connecticut, but I really don't know how the greens are there. So. Yeah, I don't really have too much knowledge on this course either, but um, Xander, as you said, Riley, he jumps 36 spots. So that's something that he, yeah. he needed. He needed he a big 64. He really does. Exactly. He's nailed it before. Yeah. So I think that's another important key. We don't really see repeat winners, but just knowing that he's comfortable with this course enough to previously win, I think says a lot. Right. Right. And uh, yesterday he goes from 68 in round one to a 64 in round two. That's a huge jump. So we're talking about consistency for Xander's case. He's going to need to keep that. You need to shoot at least you need to stay even or, you know, try to pull out a 63 or a 62 in, in this third round here to keep climbing. And as you said, Riley, he knows this course. So it's something that's very doable. He is kind of a middle of the pack tee time today, uh, 1154. So that, that should be starting real soon, actually. When's the mm -hmm. first tee time? 10, uh, almost at the top of the hour, I think. 10.59 is the 10 earliest that I'm seeing too. here. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they should be getting underway here in about 40 minutes at the time of recording. So definitely uh, some exciting stuff. But, yes, John Rahm misses the cut. Colin Morikawa misses the cut. Uh John Rahm dropped 55 spots from where he was originally on day one. 67 for a three under to start, and then he was one over, and then that was it for the Masters winner in this tournament. But And that's, I mean, to say, too, like that really just shows how not only with golf, you know, you have to be having a good weekend, but it really depends the course and your playing style because sometimes – you know, I think we could all say even for ourselves and just, you know, playing for fun around here. It's just there's some courses you do amazing on. You know, he's a master's winner. And then for the travelers to fall off that hard that fast is just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. A guy that finished in the top five as well in the U.S. Open, Tommy Fleetwood, double 69s. Mm -hmm. And he also misses the cut. So Wyndham Clark, where is he? I just saw him. Didn't we? Weren't we just? Yeah, he's 41st right now. He's still there. Yep, he's Ain't five under friend. right now. Yes, yeah, him and Ricky both are 41, I believe. Correct, they're hanging on still. You never they're know, like really, they're like really buddies. They're no, really no, buddies. Seriously. Always, no, I mean, always around. I see, I'm still pulling for Xander, I truly am. But for both of you, who do you see clinching this one? Go ahead, Chris, you go first. Um. I'm going to kind of mix this together with the point I had prior to that. And um, kind of a lot of the things we're kind of talking about, about Xander, I think can definitely be about applied to Rory when talking about this tournament. I mean, he had a 68 in the first round, and it seemed like on Twitter, uh, if you talked to any of them, you would think he wasn't going to make the cut. And uh, there's definitely some severity there um, of, of, like, where he is kind of in his game and how he's playing. Obviously, he mm -hmm. kind of made um, – some ground up and uh, made some, you know, better choices and better play toward the end of the U.S. Open. But there's obviously still a little concern. And then obviously when he starts out with a 68 in round one, that concern kind of continued and kind of to grow. But then that 64 in round two kind of reinvigorating his fans and reinvigorating the golf world on his game, kind of shooting him back up to 10th and eight under. It's an interesting spot to Roy for being because it's not out of shooting distance by any means. I mean, he's in the t top 10. I mean, he's seven out. He's seven strokes away from the lead. I don't 
find this out of the realm of possibility for Rory to win. Uh, I don't know if he'd be my pick. It seems a little bold. Um, obviously, a guy like Denny, a guy who's having just an on-fire weekend, might be kind of someone I would realistically pick to win. But if we're talking Dark Horse or anyone in that kind of category, I think Rory's a fantastic choice. Right. Yeah, I I really li- I like that. You know, on Thursday, now, now we originally were going to we were going to do this yesterday, right? But we had a we uh, we ended up rescheduling. I was going to pick I was going to pick Scotty um before and then he shoots par on uh round 2. 63 in round 1 and then a par in round 2. So I'm not going that route now. Um that to me is just that that was very like wow he he's seven strokes worse on Friday than he was on Thursday is just unbelievable for the number one player in the world but I you know I think I'm gonna go with Keegan Bradley I think it's gonna stay between Denny and uh Keegan this whole way through but I think Keegan is gonna edge him just a little bit just because of how consistent not saying that Denny hasn't been consistent mm-hmm. but you shoot a 60 in round one and then a 65. It's not like a 65 is bad by any means, but you go from 10 under to a five under in back-to-back days. For Keegan, it was a uh, an eight under and then a seven under. I like that gap a lot more. He's shown that he's gonna he can take care of business here. I know he went up from the day before and there's guys that have gone down, but I think it's really going to be a kind of a dogfight all the way through between McCarthy and Bradley here. I'm going to take Keegan Bradley to take home the travelers. Yeah. I mean, they both went up in the following day. So I just hope that that doesn't continue to go up, but you know, we'll see. We still got some time this tournament. We sure do. We have today, like we said, they're about a, a tee off in around 40 minutes or so at the time of recording. The Travelers Cup in Cromwell, Connecticut, TPC, River Highlands. But I think that's going to do it for this episode of On the Green, guys. A shorter episode. Episode We, uh, you know, a little Wyndham Clark recap. And then, you know, the Travelers Championship. Not a major, but still a fun tournament to talk about. And then next week, we will probably have our recap of the Travelers and anything more golf related. So for Riley Lucas and Chris Carino... I'm Will Talent, and On the Green is a production of WFUV Sports.